I've always had this friend, ever since I was a kid. She's a girl, and I only have one of them wherever I go. Whether it is a new school, a new city, a new country, I always have this girlfriend whom I'm super close with, and we often have one common thing that we do together. When I started watching Doctor Who and knew about companions, it immediately clicked. In an Andy or Andrew-centric world that I live in, these girlfriends are my companions, often transient in nature, but every single one etched just as hard in my memories. The most recent iteration of this girlfriend archetype appeared during an earlier episode, episode number three. Her name is Swati, her hair fiery red at the tip, and with her, I often take smoke breaks at work. Now, let's go back in time and look at all my past girlfriends. Girl number one was an elementary school friend. Her hair was often in a ponytail, and with her, I went on countless competitions to represent our school. Girl number two was my high school friend, with often boob-length black hair, and we had endless phone calls past midnight, where we would just pour out our emotions. Girl number three was a friend from my first university in Malaysia, who was always so paranoid that all her hair would fall out, and with her, I managed this scientific newsletter from our department very stringently so. Girl number four was yet another person that I met in Malaysia, second university this time around. She started out with long hair but ended up with a short bob cut and we enjoyed not only taking photos but also gobbling down plates after plates of sushi. This episode, girl number five and the thing that we love doing together, hosting things and pleasing people. Hi, edgelings. This is Andy or Andrew, and you're listening to Edgy But Like, Make It Gay, a rather cringy podcast where I talk about my edgy, gay takes on things, either by myself or with friends. This episode, I'll consider myself as somebody who doesn't like to reminisce, especially about things that are recent. I think that it's redundant, and I would like to think that I can better spend my time doing other productive things. So, this episode, I will relinquish control and do the thing that I'm not particularly fond of, because I ultimately realized that when I reminisce, I also talk about myself, and being the narcissist that I am, I can live with that. So, here's the episode. I'm currently in the middle of girl number five's room, surrounded by 150 euros worth of plants and fertilizers. <laughs> In a freaking hot summer afternoon. Hi, girl number five. Hi. <laughs> How's your bank account looking? Hmm, I prefer not to comment on that. But Is it below zero? Thankfully not. But it's nice to be here today. And I am excited to talk about other things with you. Like about ourselves? Sure. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so let's just get started. Um, my memory is apparently... Bit blurry, right?、Uh, how did we first meet? 
Well, I actually remember that very clearly. Um, I had just arrived in Germany that day from India for our master's. And I remember I was insanely tired, but we had this party at one of our seniors, sort of like an icebreaker thing. And I don't know if you texted on this WhatsApp group that we had or something, but um, yeah, I mean, you were in the same dorm as me and then a bunch of you were going there. So I was like, yeah, sure, let's see, you know, meet mm -hmm. new people and stuff. I remember I like I went downstairs and I uh, came out of the building and you were standing there with uh, a couple of your flatmates and I mean it was kind of normal because no one knew each other so we weren't speaking mm -hmm. a lot but you were the only person who was just like talking the entire time and you knew exactly where to go and who we were going to meet and I don't know it was kind of funny and um, I just kind of liked you that like Aww. first moment yeah, yeah I was like hmm, I think I can grow to be friends with this guy. Yeah, because I think that the the only thing that I remember about me meeting you was like, remember you had a bike and then you had to <laughs> <laughs> you had to fix this bike somewhere. Oh and then, yeah, I think I just remembered it uh, the most because I also remembered that I told you that I was gay. And then literally the first question that you asked me was, oh, um, are there a lot of gay people in Indonesia? Oh my god, I did not! Oh yeah, you no. did. Like, honestly, you did ask me that. Oh my god, that's so naive. Oh my god, can I apologize for yeah. that now? No, 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 like, you don't have to apologize. No, but like, oh my god, that's kind of funny. But the funniest thing was that I think everyone knew you were gay, but I had hung out with you for at least two weeks by that point, and I had no idea. In uh, one of the first parties that uh, we attended, one of the icebreakers, there's this girl. Uh, she's basically like the leader of our class. <laughs> and then mm -hmm. at some point, <laughs> it was, I'm pretty sure the party was like kind of during autumn or something. So it's pretty chilly outside. And then there were blankets and there was a couch outside. And then I was basically cold. So I had this blanket and then this girl also used the same blanket. And then she kept on creeping in closer and closer to me. And then I was just like, oh my God, I'm a fucking homosexual. I don't want to do this. And I was very, uh, and I was very uncomfortable. <laughs> and then she literally nudged me with her elbow. And then she, she just said, do something. And I was like, oh. <laughs> and then I literally just like, I would like to be excused. I need to go to the bathroom. <laughs> but we're not going to be talking about that today. Uh, so this episode is not only going to be about uh, the two of us being people pleasers and organizing things, being the hostess with the mostest, <laughs> but also it's going to be mostly about our experiences and our friendship together, right? To kick things off on a scale from 1 to 10, you wanted a scale, I'm giving you a scale, from <laughs> 1 to 10, how much do you like being the hostess with the mostest? I would say 8. Yeah, I think it would depend on the kind of event we're talking about. If it's a smallish party, I think I can go pretty overboard with stuff and I might actually enjoy it more. So I've been a 10 on occasions. Um, I've had my lows too, but I, I think we're both probably around 8 to 9 on the scale. Yeah, probably. The brands are a bit different with the two of us. I think you like to host more than I do. I just like being the center of attention, right? And that's where I draw the validation <laughs> from, right? With you, I think mm -hmm. you, you genuinely want other people to enjoy themselves. And with me, it's more like I want other people to enjoy themselves so they can worship me. <laughs> this was also one of the reasons why I think we work pretty well together. Mm -hmm. 
Uh, and I think I also liked actively organizing things uh, during our masters because I think for a large part, I was happy that you were there to do a mm -hmm. lot of things with me. Mm -hmm. And we were kind of, sometimes I felt we were the only two people who would do a lot of stupid things that no one would spend their time on just mm -hmm. because we wanted something to be perfect, right? And yep. I felt that you always got that um, sort of personality trait. Yeah, but I, I actually thought about it and I always feel that this was something, at least for me, that came a lot from how I grew up. And I I don't know um, if I should assume, but I always felt that we had this specific connect because of our um, Asian backgrounds. Mm -hmm. And especially with hosting, I think with Indian culture, it's safe to say that you're supposed to be a gracious host in general, mm -hmm. regardless of which part of India you come from. It's taken quite seriously, right? So if someone comes to your home, even for a small meal, it's very common for people to bring something like some sweets or, I don't know, like something small. And for the host themselves, it's very important that they actually have a large spread of food, right? Mm -hmm. So it's not really normal to have like one or two types of appetizers or one main dish, but more like four or five different kinds of like main dishes and like different kinds of dessert and stuff like that. So I don't know, I, I think I grew up watching all of this, my mother, my grandmother, even the men in my family. I think it's a general, just a general environment I grew up in. And I was always taught implicitly that, you know, like if you ever do something for someone, you have to just like put everything into it, you yes. know, like you have to make them feel welcome and just... Yeah sort of satisfy them in a way rather than doing things half-assedly exactly yeah. and i mean i think we can it's it's a pretty deep hole if we start talking about how you know this whole perfectionism thing yeah, yeah, yeah i think it's a big part of asian culture or at least definitely where i grew up even when i was studying i think we were always just kind of expected to put our best yeah. like into whatever we did right and Definitely. it was just considered normal yeah, yeah, yeah. and it's considered normal a huge part of our Asian heritage is, of course, acknowledging the fact that this courteousness also stems from this concept called saving face. Much like girl number five, most households back home would just try to showcase the best things we could, especially to our guests, so that somehow the cracks and imperfections won't show. My parents, for example, would specifically set out special plates and glassware whenever guests would come and then tuck them away when they're gone. But I digress. We then reminisced about one of the first instances that girl number five and I seemingly claimed our territories and social standing within our friend circle. Remember that one time that we splurged a huge amount of money? It was the first ever Christmas that we spent here and then we bought... <laughs> I remember I spent close to like 150 euros or so oh, to get too. like, yeah, to get uh, Christmas presents to people that we know. And then we made sure that we tabulated the list of people who were basically like peeing all over tree branches, tree bark. Oh, come on. I think, I think you're making it sound way too clinical than it actually was. So how I remember it was that I wanted to give little Christmas presents to everyone because I really love Christmas time. We never actually celebrate Christmas at home where I live. But I just really love the sort of festive environment. And, and I remember I, this was something I also did when I was in India, like for some occasions, for example, when we graduated, I made like these little goodbye packages for my oh friends. Gosh. And mm -hmm. I know I was that person. But 
this is something what I wanted that that I wanted to do for Christmas too. And I remember I told you that I was doing that, and you were like, "Oh my god, now I have to do this too." Yeah, yeah. And then I you I started this whole pissing contest. <laughs> it wasn't even that, but then everyone thought that we were trying to like best each other at some yeah. point. It was fun. Yeah, the like Christmas <laughs> spirit, huh? But I also remember uh, when we actually gave the Christmas presents to these people. I can't remember the exact venue where we did it. It was at one of our friends' place, probably. And uh, people were quite uncomfortable receiving them, would you say? Actually, uh, so I think that most of them were kind of okay. Like, yeah. I would say pleasantly surprised, but did not make a big deal of it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I remember Mike was very yeah. uncomfortable. Super uncomfortable. Yeah. But I kept saying that that doesn't mean that I expect anything back because I mm-hmm. honestly did not. But yeah. I feel like it was a little different for you. I don't know. As in Mike with my gift or? Yeah, uh, I don't know. Like when you gave people presents, did you like was part of the reason that you expected to get something back in some way? No, I definitely it have to no. be a present but some sort of validation oh or... yeah definitely <laughs> like i want i want them to feel like they owe me something for life like yeah you I, see that's where yeah. we differ yeah that is i just want christmas spirit nah no 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 no. i do not want christmas spirit i couldn't care less for christmas <sighs> spirit but yeah that was uh, just like one of the many things that we kind of did together but then uh, we also had this recurring thing that we as students from this program basically were tasked to organize and arrange this festive monthly thing called culture nights because we're so diverse in terms of the uh, students within the program coming from different backgrounds different countries so we had a couple of events that would happen every single month or so and we would just have to arrange the events based on different cultures but also some weird ones like i remember i hosted this one called sci-fi disco night Whose idea was that? Mine. <laughs> yes, it was yours. And it really, really no, it was, sucked. No, no. Actually, it wasn't my idea. Do you remember? I think you supported the idea. No, it was. No, no, no. I, ha- I have to remind you. It was at first going to be a Disney-themed dance culture night. And then one of our Russian friends and our Russian senior said... Why not make it more disco themed? Disney. Yeah, I, I think Disney was not really supported by most no. people. <laughs> and then eventually it evolved into fantasy or sci-fi, and then plus disco, and then the the first two. Yeah, people, that was super weird. That was super weird. I, I don't know why we thought of combining those two things, but I think we should start from the beginning. Um, maybe let's let's do a, like a lightning round of what we remember the most or what we like the most about each and every single <laughs> culture night. This is gonna be fun. Yeah. So the first one, music poetry, what's your favorite? Um, the band. My favorite moment was Shallow, singing Shallow with you. Ah, yeah. I yes. think that was like the highlight of yeah, my yeah, evening. Yeah. But also because I passed out pretty quickly afterwards. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. And I remember that I think the highlight of the first one was not only the formation of our band, that and also like exactly what you mentioned, how people passed out. <laughs> Like, especially you, because I remember very, very vividly that you passed out, uh, like, you know, the Lana Del Rey Summertime Sadness song, she was wearing a red dress, and then <laughs> that she, li- true, that, yeah. that was very, very true, and then one of our friends basically brought some fried rice, and then girl number five was so drunk, <laughs> she was just like, can I have some fried rice, and then she ate a couple of spoons of fried rice, and then went to a couch somewhere and passed out. Yeah, I mean, I like to think of it as the first successful thing yeah, that we organized together definitely. and it was actually pretty cool because a lot of people turned up we had really great food really um, really good we food, yeah. estimated the amount of alcohol quite nicely so there mm-hmm. was quite enough for everyone yep. band was actually quite band a success was people really, had a lot really of good, fun yeah. and we felt this sort of success quite yeah, early yeah, in the evening yeah. which is why i wanted to celebrate
celebrate. And then I celebrated with one too many shots of tequila. And oh God. I yeah. Fucking tequila shot. <laughs> so the next one would be Christmas? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> so I think this was. Mm. That was a low after the high. <laughs> yeah. That, that, oh, that was a low, low. <laughs> you remember I, the five gingerbread house making kits we bought yeah, and then no one used them? <laughs> yeah. I think the highlight of the Christmas <laughs> culture, right, for me, was the fact that we, uh, as girl number five has already mentioned, we bought five sets of gingerbread house making kit, which we thought we could use for a gingerbread house making competition. <laughs> but then we eventually realized either we didn't have time. Or no, people, no, no, no. No one no? came. And uh, no one came, right? I mean, yeah. people came. There people were like came, yeah. 20 people. Uh, yeah, that people coming bad. in and out. Oh my god, I don't know why. I think for me, the <laughs> the highlight was making pierogies. Oh! <laughs> With another oh, yeah. friend of ours. and um, She's a Polish girl. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I remember, like, it was a stressful evening. I think in hindsight, I made a lot of friends that night. I mm-hmm. connected with a lot of people, and yeah, you that was one of the connected. few culture nights where I wasn't drunk at all, actually. Yeah, and because nobody was drunk. Oh, you know what? Actually, it was the highlight. I just remembered. Oh, no. We were trying to clean afterwards, and you got mad at another friend of ours because he was technically not the organizer, <laughs> but he was cleaning, <laughs> and you were so pissed. You were I... like, how dare you clean? You just wouldn't <laughs> let people clean. I remember. One of my main issues, I remember, of course, I have some anger, whatever, resentment, Resentments, right? We all. I would call it passive aggressiveness. Yeah. Okay. Fine. Passive aggressiveness. Because I have this thing where, like, if things don't go exactly the way that I plan it to go, that I'll be so mad because then in my head the reality doesn't match my fantasy, and that doesn't work with me. So of course, when this other friend of ours and Mike, my boyfriend, also tried (laughs) to help cleaning the entire place, of course I was mad because, like, no, I want it to be done at a later time, not faster with more people helping that did not make any sense and i mean i completely get the feeling of um not being able to control things in the way that you plan to Mm -hmm. but we were trying to make things easier for you and you were lashing Mm -hmm. out for no reason and we couldn't understand why and it was no i wanted to i wanted to be difficult so i wanted people to know that oh my god this person is doing so much for us like oh I didn't did not know that. Like, what are you saying? To this date, I did not know why you were pissed that night. But um, good to know. <laughs> wow. Yeah, like exactly. It like, always comes back to control, huh? Yes, it's always control. And then what's the next one? Um, sci-fi, sci-fi disco. disco. Yeah, oh sci-fi. my. Oh my god. Sci-fi yeah. disco was <laughs> weird, and it basically had nothing except for this one. I mean, people came. There was people a lot came. of people, people and came. there was a lot of drinking we, and we dancing. Sang. Yeah, we. Oh my god, that's when we sang "It's Raining Men." <laughs> yeah, it's raining men. I don't know. It was pretty good. And too. you did that thing like a little skit before yeah, we yeah, started, yeah, yeah. and like you were trying to make people laugh, and that was fun. Yeah. Mm. I hosted this um, trivia quiz, remember? Mm -hmm. And then I had this question, which was like, who sang I Will Survive? And then I (laughs) forgot the answer, and I thought I remembered the answer, but then Gloria Gaynor was up there, and then I said, I, I picked another option, and everybody was so angry. My boyfriend was like standing across me. He was like, what kind of homosexual are you? No. <laughs> That's that was, a very that was good my, my that impression. was my that was my highlight. Yeah. 
But also, for context, you were supposed to know that because we sang that song. I know, I know, I know. Like I know, an I know. hour I'm before sorry. the quiz. <laughs> I'm so, sorry. Yeah. Anyway, that was a fun night. We all danced and I passed out again. By the and bus then, stop. Oh, I think this is the interesting mm-hmm. part yeah, of the yeah. night. So you came with me to the bus stop and then you saw that there wasn't going to be any bus till like five in the morning. It was freezing, by the way. Yes. That night it was like zero or one. Like, I don't yeah, know. I know, I know. And you wanted to leave me. Yes. At the bus stop. Oh, God. I'm because crying. you were so mad at me because I promised to clean up with you, even though I was not the organizer, but I promised that I, know, I would I know, help I know, you. I know, I know. And just the fact that I wasn't oh, making good on my promise because I was kind of dying. But thankfully, we had another friend with us who was not as insensitive as this one here. And he, yeah, yeah he took care of me. So My stomach is hurting so much because I've been laughing nonstop. <laughs> <laughs> Then we have the Indian culture. I think night. we can stop at Indian culture night because the rest we didn't really care about. Yeah, right? that's yeah, true. Yeah, let's yeah. stop at a high. Yeah, note. I mean, yeah. <laughs> that was definitely that a was, high. Yeah. yeah, we got a bunch of our Caucasian friends to dance to very Indian beats. Mm. And let's <laughs> let's give it more context. Like, what was it? Like twenty of us or so had like choreographed dance routines for what five no, numbers? Not everyone choreographed it. Yeah, I choreographed yeah, yeah, yeah. it. Oh, okay, <laughs> okay. Yeah, girl number five with. Another girl who was organizing. The two of us choreographed this dance routine. Yeah, I think it was supposed to be like a sequence of five different dance mm-hmm. numbers. Um, and it was part of I this cultural so, yeah. program that we basically um, were putting up before the food and the mm-hmm. drinking started, essentially. Mm-hmm. So Andrew, with um, another one of her Indian friends, um, was actually emceeing the whole thing. Mm-hmm. And I remember. Yeah, that was we very, had very we had band performances. Mm-hmm. We had this big dance sequence thing, and then yeah. And then I remember like like a lot of people came. Like I think yeah. So basically, that's where um, everything started, kind of getting too overwhelming because yeah, yeah, yeah. usually we expect around three hundred people to come mm-hmm. to that event because it happens during the interview week of our program. So it's like a sort of flagship event where mm-hmm. like even the um, people who came for interviews, they attended with their families. But this time, for some reason, I think because not for some reason, I think because we yeah. advertise it so well, so we much, put yeah. up posters in the central campus and everything that around 450 to 500 people turned up and we had grossly underestimated the amount of food. Oh yeah, or definitely. Basically, people came through and we were able to like make mm-hmm. everything happen really nicely. But, oh man, so many people came. And at some point, I remember we ran out of cutlery. At some point, we started serving food to people in glasses and <laughs> bowls because we had nothing else left. And I remember this whole time, I for some reason thought that I will sit down and eat dinner. And of course, that didn't happen because there was literally no food left. Yeah. And in the middle of one of the food runs, I just sat down in a corridor because I was like, I'm done. I don't have any energy. I can't do mm-hmm. this. And then I remember Mike came and like, you know, like helped me and just mm-hmm. asked me to like, just take it slow for a bit. But I think after like 11 or so, the food thing was finally over. Mm-hmm. Most people had had, you know, some food and some beer. And most people left around 1.30 after a bit of dancing. Yeah, and I think after that was the time that I enjoyed the most. But I have to say that when it comes to organization, that was... That was so intense. Hell. Like, yeah. I really think that I kind of survived that period because I had you. Because for the first time, it wasn't just the two of us who were calling the shots, but yeah. there were other people who also had equally strong ideas about things. And 
I think I, I like to think that that experience sort of made me a little bit more malleable. But then I also felt like I wasn't angry at all. I had fun. I was busy, but I had yeah, fun. Yeah, that's true. That was yeah. one of the very few nights you weren't pissy. Like every like everything was kind of not really working in a way that I could still understand. Right? It was still within <laughs> yep. the reach of my control. And I remember I could... you controlling the music so hard because your <gasps> oh laptop God. was the one that was being yeah. used to play, and then my... people would come and yeah. try to change it. And there you was were... also like. Like, almost like a riot between like the types of music <laughs> that the people wanted to play and I was so was stressed because <laughs> a couple of these like burly Indian guys just came <laughs> up to me like hey why did you change the music and I was like I didn't. Some other people <laughs> changed them and I was like no you you have your laptop so you control the laptop. I was so mad and then I literally slammed my laptop like I closed it and the music shut off and everybody was like boo <laughs> and I was like Fuck this, I'm going to the bathroom. And then I literally, like, I don't know, put some water in my hand and I drank from it. <laughs> I was so mad. Girl number five also organized this trip to Croatia, which I participated in. But more on that after the break. Oh my god, her plants are dying, dying. I can see, I can see all the leaves screaming. Just two plants out Let's... of seven. The thing about hosting and also organizing things with, I think more so you, spans beyond just events, right? But also for you, I mentioned it's more about also trips. Oh, for sure, yeah. Because <laughs> you like splurging money that you don't it's have. Not about... No. <laughs> I don't know, I feel like... It's a pretty interesting puzzle in a way when you know you have to go to some place, you have a limited amount of time, and how do you make the best of a vacation by not rushing through things, but also trying to do a lot of other interesting things. We also took one very eventful trip to Croatia, and it was, let's describe the uh, people who were involved. So there was me, of course, there was Mike, my boyfriend, girl number five. This other girl, imagine German, blonde, with glasses. <laughs> and then there was, well, currently this boy who is also girl number five's boyfriend. And then uh, the other one is, let's describe him as a lanky German boy. Yeah, we like him. Lanky. Yeah, but I like him. Yeah. I mean, we had this um, long Easter break in 2019, actually, yeah. And yeah, I mean, I wanted to travel and then I thought it might be fun to ask some other people if they wanted to travel together. Actually, I already knew that I was going to Croatia and then I asked people. So there isn't that whole discussion of like, oh, where do we want to go though? I was just somehow put in charge of booking every single thing, right? Everything. So I booked the Airbnbs. I booked literally every single bus that we took, every single train, even the ferry that we took. Uh, started out pretty great. We went to Munich and had a nice dinner. And then we were supposed to take an overnight bus to um, Zagreb from Munich. And then um, things started going kind of down. Yeah, and I have to explain. The bus ride that Mike and I had to Zagreb was awful. I think that it was my first ever overnight bus ride experience. But it was also made especially worse by the fact that there was this guy who was so drunk behind us. And he kept on asking Mike for a charger cable for his phone. He also kept on kicking on our seats. And at some point, around two to three hours in, 
he started walking to the front of the bus shouting nonsense. It got so bad that the bus driver had to call the police and he eventually went with the police for presumably causing public ruckus. After a few more sleepless hours, we eventually reached the border and I was so excited to get my passport stamped. Yeah, I mean, it was an overnight bus and we reached Zagreb at like 5 in the morning, I remember. And then we had like, I think, 4 or 5 hours to kill before we had another bus that took us to our Airbnb close to the Pizza Lakes. Um, But yeah, I mean, Zagreb was kind of nice. It was a nice morning. We had a good breakfast. And we went to Plitvice Lake. Yeah, that was actually very nice. So till then, it was kind of like the weather was, it was so unpredictable, right? Yes, that entire definitely. trip. So when we reached Plitvice Lakes, it was kind of like our Airbnb was kind of up on a mountain. Yeah, I would say mountain, not even a yeah, hill Yeah, because there was snow all around yeah. and we had like alpacas or sheep or yeah, something. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. It was a pretty cool place. I really liked it. We had like a, a an apartment to ourselves. It was rented out by people who lived downstairs. So they even prepared like a nice breakfast for us the next morning. Yeah, so we basically chilled that evening, just walked around a little bit, got some much needed rest. And then mm. the I next... took really, really nice pictures, I remember, of the river. Oh, uh, yeah, that's true. Mm-hmm. True. But yeah, after that, the next morning, quite early, actually, already left to go to the Petitza Lakes. So we reached there, <laughs> and that's where everything like became super dramatic. So we entered the park and we like walk around for a bit, and then at some point we see like a board <laughs> with signs that said, "From here on, you can choose which hiking trail you want to take." And they were like named with letters. So we had trails from letters A to K. Yes. And they, I think. <laughs> Like, for example, the A one was the super short thing that yes. was done in like half an hour. Um, and then the K trail was a long hiking path through the natural um, reserves. And I think it took like six to eight hours, somewhere between that. Yeah. And that's where our group got a little bit divided Ooh, because yeah, I remember. everyone except Andrew and this other girl we were traveling with. So me and blonde German girl. Well, no, it was actually me, only me at first that... I didn't want to hike all that much, right? Exactly. Uh, And that was perfectly reasonable. So because the rest of us really wanted to see like this really great park that we came all the way to see. So we wanted to take the K trail. But um, Andrew here wanted to take it really slow. And that is fine. But he got really mad because no one else wanted to come (laughs) with him. I remember. He got so mad. Not even Mike wanted to come with him, right? Yeah. And it should have been fair enough. But he was being a little like childish and then our other german blonde german friend um she graciously said that okay she could stay back and eventually we did and we had a nice time you are omitting the part where before we left oh my god it was a huge thing so (laughs) once our other friend said that she would go with him andrew was like oh no you know what i will do the k trail because he wanted to piss mike off by whining during the (gasps) entire hike and then Mike said that if he comes on the K-Trail, he is not going on the K-Trail. So Andrew said, fine. Then we both go on the other trail. And then Mike was like, you know what? You go on that trail and I go on the K-Trail and we just left. <laughs> and Andrew was so, so pissed. I was so mad. I was so mad. To be fair, it. you were wrong. And No, Mike, I think we were both wrong. No, you were being in... I don't want to say... You were I being... I was being a what? A you can bitch. cuss a little bitch. I was yes. a big bitch. True. Yeah. That is true. I was I mad at nice everybody. I was mad at my boyfriend. Uh, for, like for no reason. No, I, let, let me let me give you a reason one by one as to why I was mad at everybody. I was mad at Mike for not backing me up. I was mad at you for arranging the stupid ass fucking 
trip that was actually nice. I was mad at blonde German girl for like pitying. ruining your plan yeah, to like torment my... Mike. Exactly. <laughs> I was mad at girl number five's um, current boyfriend for being a fucking dick at that period of time. For some reason, I don't know. I just... Oh, I, I know why. Because... <laughs> He wanted to like um, go to like a viewpoint at some uh, uh, at some point during oh yeah, the uh, the part before we had to like split up, and most of us wanted to go up there, so we had to climb some place. And yeah. Andrew really hated that, and then he was yeah. being a little bitch about that too. Yeah, and also that lanky German guy because he had no fucking opinion. What the fuck was <laughs> that? When I was talking to girl number five, I forgot that at that moment I was, I have to admit, being a little prissy. Because I hurt my foot while walking, so I really didn't want to climb to the viewpoint. But nobody listened to me. They then eventually backpedaled really, really hard when they realized that they didn't hear what I was saying, and I think that I was on full vindictive mode since then, especially towards my boyfriend. Before we eventually split up into two different groups, I realized that we were going to keep fighting for some time, so Mike and I should at least take a nice photo together before our moods plummeted even further. We were standing by the lake with some waterfall in the background. I was wearing a nice mustard-colored jacket, and Mike wore a black bomber jacket. We both wore our best fake smiles. But surprisingly enough, the picture turned out really, really well. I don't actually know what happened during the K-Route. I also don't know if you oh, know I'll, what I'll tell you what okay. happened during the K-Route. Go ahead. We had a really great time. Fuck you! <laughs> <laughs> we actually had such a good time. The hike was incredible. There was no drama. We were all getting along well. And everyone was happy. We took some great pictures. Saw everything. And then we meet <laughs> Then we meet. No, 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 keep going about the K route because I know that the K route was like, what What did you say earlier? Six or seven hours? Yeah, but it was actually really nice. And everyone was relieved because, like, the tension literally like left us as soon as we split up from you guys. I love you and everything, but. You <laughs> know, Don't say that yeah, word. Yeah, you can cut that out. But yeah, we had a good time. And then we met up with these guys again after what seemed like. An eternity? Of... No, the opposite of an eternity. Time flew by very quickly for us because yeah, we, I mean, we were of having course. fun. Yeah, and then like <laughs> these people, like it was just like how many people were you? Like four? Yeah. It was four on the K route, two in the C route. I, we took the C route. German, by uh, the way, German. that was what? Two minutes of walking and then taking a bus? <laughs> <laughs> You're right. <laughs> oh it was so good. Well, we didn't only take uh, the bus. We also... A um, little boat. <laughs> Yeah, you're right. It was a boat. It was a bus. We also went around the um, the waterfalls, like the tinier waterfalls around the forest. Yeah, we covered all of that and more. Yeah, fuck so. you. Um, but we did that, and then we also had some time to have some hot cocoa, and that was that that was really nice. But also the buses were like basically the highlight of the um, thing. And I was just like, okay, well at least if they're having fun, I thought like, yeah, they don't have my camera, so they wouldn't have like nice pictures. Oh, we so had I really thought, nice pictures though. Yeah, stupid shitty iPhone pictures <laughs> from iPhone Seven. You know, we were spending time with nature. We weren't yeah, being no. materialistic. Yeah, and I also remember that when uh, the sea route people. Um, and the K-Route people met each other again. I was fully ex- uh, expecting them to be like, I don't know, apologetic, and, like kind of <laughs> oh, sad. And why? then these people just came out of nowhere, 
brimming with happiness and confidence as if they were one with nature. We and could not have made a better decision. Yeah, no, I couldn't None have made a better should. decision yeah, either. Sure. Oh, fuck you. I wouldn't mm. have enjoyed it. These four people from the care out appeared as if they just had like an epiphany. <laughs> and then they were like, oh yeah, we had so much fun. At some point, we almost fell into a cliff, but we threw each other like snowballs and we had so much fun. And I was just like, these motherfuckers, like, they All had that fun really without happened, me. Though. Huh? All of that really happened. Yeah, I know they really happened, and that was even worse. <laughs> After the entire kerfuffle, all of us waited for a couple of hours for our next bus to Split, a coastal touristy city in Croatia, in a dingy-looking truck stop, which girl number five described as a cross between an American diner and a post-apocalyptic buffet where random people would come in and out. We thought that the drama and fighting were done, but nope. We proceeded to fight once again because we, or more specifically I, couldn't let go. After five hours of waiting for this magical bus, this bus eventually came and girl number five also attributed the negativity to the fact that we barely had any sleep and despite how quote unquote young we were, we were just broken little creatures who could not survive long overnight bus rides anymore. Like, remember after that bus, we had brunch in this weird space by the beach. <laughs> it was, a, you it said was it a was, very fancy was breakfast really fancy, place yeah. at the split promenade, like a very fancy place. And mm-hmm. all of this looking like dead people just yeah. like walk in with our big rucksacks <laughs> yeah. and like rolled up jackets and everything. And I think we stayed there for four hours, just like ordering yeah, yeah, coffee yeah. every yeah. half an Coff- hour or so. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then I remember that like, so for the longest time during the trip, blonde German girl and I were like, one team right we were solid <laughs> we were like no questions asked we were backing each other up and then she was just like super full of energy and i was like oh my god i wasn't having it so i literally told her to her face like can you please shut the fuck up <laughs> and then she was she just took like it so well though, so well she was say. so well and i was like okay thank you for taking it very well but like shut up like yeah but anyway so we were only in split for a couple of hours and then we were supposed to take a ferry to go to this um party island called var we didn't actually party there at all it was a very nice island though the water was really really great um it was pretty sunny and i think that those two to three days that we spent there were probably the best um few days of those the trip. were peaceful I think, yes everyone was peaceful. happy everyone forgot about the drama just like it never happened no actually we did talk about it this one night when we were drinking I mean, of course, yeah. Oh, <gasps> let's go. <laughs> I forgot about that. Okay. No, yeah. So, I mean, part was nice. We were staying at this nice Airbnb, um, going to the <laughs> beach and, you know, just like doing island things. And then this one night we decided to like sit around and like drink some wine in our Airbnb. And then, of course, the whole sea trail, K-trail thing came up again. And mm-hmm. then we decided that, okay, this is getting too toxic and yeah. too dramatic. Yeah. So, why don't we all sit together in a circle? <laughs> yes. And tell each other what we like about them. And, what and is then the we called, called it the circle of happiness. <laughs> and let me just say, the so only people funny. who were into that were me and the other girl. Yeah. Because we were kind of tipsy girl. on Rose. Oh, by yeah. That point. So tipsy. And then the two and other. Everyone people. was fucking like so done with that. They were like, what the fuck is going on? But we forced everyone to say nice things about each other. And in hindsight that was super funny actually i mean it was yeah. super duper funny yeah. the two the two other german boys aside from uh mike were like the most uncomfortable that is true yeah. and blonde german girl were just uh, was just like oh my god you and mike 
that is the most beautiful relationship of all time. And, and I she think she cried. was right. I think at that point, you two were the only couple I knew. Yeah, I know. So by like proxy. a solid couple. So and after Havar, what uh, else we happened? went back to Split actually because we had to take the ferry back to Split, and then we stayed there for a night, and that was super nice. Like we stayed in the city center. It was very nice. I keep saying that. I do, out. I do. I do. I do. <laughs> I do have one funny story to tell you about this. So throughout the entire trip, one of my biggest worries has always been. <laughs> oh no! <laughs> one of my biggest worries has always been pooping in the same bathroom, which is basically like in front of other people, right? So I'm, I'm very, very. I wouldn't say insecure, but I was very, very conscious about that. So I think the first day when we took the trip, I was always like, "Oh my god, I need to poop." But I really don't want to poop in front of you guys. <laughs> and of course, like, it's partially me trying to bring the spotlight on me. Because like, oh my god, look at me. But also like, don't look at me. And then people were just like, just go fucking poop. <laughs> and then <laughs> when I got to Split, like that was the last leg of our trip. I really needed to go poop. And one of the German boys in the group went to the bathroom first before <laughs> me. And then... I told him, are you going to take long? And then he said, no. And I was like, okay, I guess I can hold it in for a bit more. So I held it in for like five, ten minutes. And then he came out of the bathroom and I was right in front of the bathroom door. And then he looked at me and he said, hmm, yeah, maybe don't go in there for like ten minutes. (laughs) And I laughed so hard. And I ended up not pooping. Oh, no, Andrew. Too much information. <laughs> but that was so funny. That was the yeah. funniest thing ever. But I think that... That yeah. was a nice uh, day and night, though. Like, um, towards the end of our trip, everyone mm-hmm. was kind of happy. I do like to believe that that trip really brought us together <laughs> in many different ways. <laughs> now, the reason why Girl Number 5 and I decided to retell this Croatian story is because there was this question that was floating around somewhere at some point of who the better storyteller is. Not wanting to succumb into yet another pit of competition, I thought that it would be, of course, a great idea to mask our storytelling flaws and amplify the quality of our content together. What was obvious when I was putting this episode together is that I used to have a lot, and I mean a lot, of anger issues, in which... I would just be in full-on, passive-aggressive, vindictive mode, and I would like to think that that version of Andy is kind of submerged in the many other things that I am now. That goes without saying, I've always been a people-pleaser, and I will always crave for validation, no matter how taxing it is. This part of my identity will probably always live, and I presume that it's the same case with girl number five. That's not her real name, by the way. Though, it would be cool. Do you find all of this tiring? No. I feel good doing things. Mm-hmm. Maybe in a way it makes me feel that, that I'm being super productive. You know how some people feel after a good productive day of work, right? That's yeah. how I feel if I do something else successfully. And I think the pandemic and this whole lockdown has also made me realize that I actually enjoy doing it more than I like to work. Really? <laughs> yeah. I mean, maybe at some point in my life, I'll have a career change and I'll do something that uses these skills more. Um, but at this point, I think it's a good distraction for a lot of days when 
I don't know, just like having a friend over and just like putting an effort to like, you know, host a nice dinner or something or just even spend hours baking something super complicated for someone's birthday. Mm. I think it kind of kept me going and I keep realizing that these are skills that aren't necessarily too weird or too niche, but something that I can actually use in my life. Yeah, fuck Corona. <laughs> yes, fuck yeah. Corona. What the fuck? I want a club. I want to kiss boys. Like, let me. <laughs> yeah, maybe we get to organize another party. This is Andy or Andrew, and you're listening to Edgy, but like, make it gay. If you like this cringe fest of a podcast, then I probably like you too. Where did you find this podcast? Spotify? Apple Podcast? Eh, I guess wherever you get your podcast from. Music this episode is by Waterboy and Dream Heaven. New episode coming out in two weeks. Bye bye.